surprise announcement, I have got ADHD. Welcome to the Girls Plus Club. <laughs> Welcome to the Girls Plus Club poddy with your host, Rosie Breen, and I've got my little, my little baby Billy here today, who's very clearly teething and biting my hand off. Come on, baby. Here's your sock. Do you want this sock? There you go. You can have the sock. Um, that's Henry's sock, so I don't really care about it. Um, I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys have had a good week so far gosh it's getting cold but we are so close to Christmas now we're literally five days away so yeah I hope you guys are getting ready I'm sat here with my Christmas tree my very naked wall I want to get something put on that so I have been diagnosed with ADHD this is a very recent diagnosis I haven't really talked about it like anywhere like I was saying at the start of this um I just haven't really known like how I want to approach it I haven't really known like what I want to say and to be honest I think I'm just a little bit scared of people asking me questions and me not knowing the answers so I've just not really said anything but fuck me the last week of my life has been absolute roller coaster like I have now realized that I'm slightly overwhelmed by it all but in a really good way um, getting diagnosed with ADHD in your 20s, that comes with a lot of baggage. That comes with a lot, a lot of processing. And I'm only one week in and it's hell. It is, it's hell in here. No, it's absolutely fine. Um, I'm absolutely fine. I just am finding it quite like exciting and quite liberating, if I'm honest. Very fucking liberating because I feel a part of younger Rosie, my inner child, has well and truly begun its healing process. Like I have been in my inner child healing phase, my inner child healing era, if you will, for like the last, I'd say year of my life. And Billy, can you just calm down? That'd be, oh, that'd be really fun. Like that'd be so, so fun for me. Like I would have the best time ever if you just calm down. You can eat my hand, that's fine. Yeah, it's, it's been a wild one. Like it's strange. And do you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get into the de- details. Like, let's just f- fully get into it. So when I was younger, and I've talked about it before, I felt very gaslighted by my parents and I felt very hard done by. <laughs> and I felt like I always was like classified or like told that I was really overdramatic. I was really over the top. I was really just like oversensitive and just over this, over that, over that, like everything I was doing was too much basically. And my emotions, I was over emotional. And being told that as a child is fucked. I will never in my life say to a child that they're over exaggerating and they're overreacting. Like if that's how something has made you feel, you have every right to feel that way, regardless of anybody else or anything else. So when I got diagnosed with ADHD and the reason that I like had this is even coming up to begin with is <laughs> it sounds ridiculous but over the last fret I'm going to chuck you out goodbye take this and go <laughs> off she goes over the last couple of years and it's I know it sounds ridiculous to say but with TikTok and everything that I've seen out there on TikTok it's really really made me realize like I've got ADHD and I know a lot of people feel that they're getting diagnosed at the moment. Oh no, sorry. A lot of people feel like a lot of people are getting diagnosed at the moment. And a lot of people are like, oh, everyone's got ADHD nowadays. What's really fucking frustrating about that is it makes you as a person who's unsure whether you have ADHD or not feel very invalidated in how you feel. Oh, and Henry's home. This is really great time. Hello. Hello. I'm literally in the middle of recording an episode and Billy's been a nuisance. All right, shall I go? 
She needed away. You can come in here. Oh. Oh. Imagine you came knocked on the door and I was like, get out, don't come in. Did <laughs> you get them on your walk? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Henry's trying to avoid giving to me on camera. Thank you. Oh, they're really nice. Oh, I like the colours. Now, there's obviously two sides to the coin here. There's a side where people are going to feel invalidated to how they feel, but you have this other side of the coin where people who generally do have ADHD or symptoms of ADHD and associate themselves with having ADHD are going to feel like a lot of people claim to have ADHD when they don't. But my thought process or my thinking is that who in their right mind is going to like they're not going to want to flex about having ADHD like it's I know it's quite popular at the moment but it's not a trendy thing to experience like it's not fun so I generally don't think that people are going to pretend to have it when they don't so we can almost forget about the fact that people claim to have it when they don't invalidates people who do have it because I don't agree with that I think if anything it's helping everybody understand themselves a little bit better because even if someone is like feels that they may have it and is when they get diagnosed they get told that they don't have it or they have traits of but not very strongly or whatever that is still a step towards them helping to themselves like understand themselves a bit better and anyways putting that aside um it came about because after seeing all those tiktok videos and people just talking about their day-to-day -day experiences with having adhd so when i started really like relating to things that people were saying i inevitably thought like oh maybe i have adhd and for the longest time and i'm talking like over a year people in my life around me were like no you don't have adhd like this is just how you are this is just who you are and so even when i like associated myself with having ADHD I felt very invalidated in doing so and so the whole process has very much been like a I don't know if I have it I'm really 50 50 about it I don't feel very confident in the fact that I may have it because everyone around me is pretty much telling me that I don't um and then when I would talk to people uh, like about it who perhaps didn't know me personally like as well it was the same comments all the time of oh yeah everybody's fucking got it like yeah another person claiming they have it and again like I guess it's not their fault, but it did make me feel really like invalidated in how I was feeling. And so I began to feel very insecure in the fact that I don't have it, which made me find a lot of comfort in the idea of having it. And so when people were saying like, oh, you probably don't have it, I wasn't then being like, oh, do you know what? You're probably right. I was actually finding a lot more comfort in the idea of having it than not having it. And so getting a diagnosis to begin with was a bit of a question like am I sure I want to get diagnosed because I find so much comfort in the idea of having it that what if they tell me I don't and I just I just think that my world would have felt like it was crashing like I just I I know because I was very even like the day the moment that she was telling me whether I had it or not those emotions they were everywhere they were very present and it was just that fear of I'm back to square one. If she says that I don't, I'm back to square one. I don't know myself any better. I feel so much more lost. And to be honest, even though I'm saying, oh, I don't know myself any better, I still have learned about myself a lot in the process. So I think that would have changed had that been the outcome. But she said to me, Rosie, like after my assessment, which was two and a half fucking hours long, by the way, it was so exhausting and draining. But while I was in the assessment, it didn't feel that way at all. It was only exhausting afterwards when I'd like left the assessment. And I have just found the whole thing to be so 
helpful and so beneficial. And so when she said, look, you meet the criteria and she said, I meet it very strongly and she's very confident in her, her diagnosis to me with me for me um I literally burst out crying like this sense of relief that I felt when I found out that I had it it's just it's just been wild like it just feels like the biggest weight off my shoulders now knowing that I've got ADHD and being like, do you know what? I can talk about it and I can talk about it with so much more inner confidence <laughs> knowing that I have it. And um, even just being able to like explain it to the people around me, like this is why in these situations I tend to get overwhelmed and something that I've actually learned about myself. And now this is where we're really getting into it. Something that I've learned about myself over the next like the last week since finding out um and listening to like the psychology of your your 20s um and chatting to like a few people that I know and just listening to a lot of podcasts and watching a lot of YouTube videos and reading some articles from people who have ADHD and have been diagnosed specifically in their 20s I have learned about how much I have masked my whole life and I don't know a better word to describe what it is other than masking and now that I know that I have this diagnosis like now that I know and I'm with confidence I'm like no I do have ADHD I just feel like I can just unmask like I can just take that off and I can just chill and in a situation where I'm feeling overwhelmed I don't need to pretend that I'm not feeling overwhelmed in a situation where I am getting really stressed out about something oh, I'm getting really hyperactive and like super excited and hyper and just like whatever scale I'm on. That has happened a couple times, only a couple times in the last week. But I've just thought to myself, this is what it is. This is your ADHD playing out. This is why you feel this way. And to be honest, like I, obviously it's personal preference and I will always respect what others' choices um, are because everyone makes a choice based on what's best for themselves. For me, what's best for me is learning coping mechanisms and it's not medication. I don't feel like I have something that I want to change or fix. I more so just want to continue to learn and understand myself a bit better. And now that I know that I have ADHD, God, it makes me so happy because I just feel like this explains so much. Anyways, you know when I was talking about healing my inner child a few minutes ago. So one of the situations um, that when I was going through this assessment and I was talking to Elle about it the other night as well, actually, I had this situation basically at school and in your assessment, they ask you a lot of questions about like when you're at school, what you were like when you were a child, about the friendships that you had growing up, about like your relationships with your family and things like that, which we all know have been a bit wishy-washy to say it nicely, have been a bit fucking all over the place. So she was basically asking about like any situations at school but when I think about primary school when I lived in Ireland what are there any like events or like days or things that happened in particular that I remember and there was one thing that happened in particular one day and I honestly look back on it now and I'm like how the hell did my mum not question anything like how did she not question that behavior at all how did the school not question it at all so we had a parent teacher evening and my mum the teacher and myself were in the classroom it was in primary school so you only had one parent no you only had one teacher um instead of your parents going around the whole school whatever so we're at the front of this classroom every single year my review or my report would be the exact same doesn't live up to her full potential uh is 
lazy, distracted, like easily distracted, too chatty, can't sit still and like often picked fights, <laughs> picks fights with everyone around me. And every single year it's the same thing. And every single year my mum and dad would be like, again, you're not living up to your potential. You know, you're so smart. Why can't you just focus? Like they'd get so frustrated at me. I can understand why, because I guess in their mind, they just generally thought I was being lazy. They didn't understand what was actually going on. And so what happened is I was sitting at the front of the classroom with my mum and this teacher and they were, he was basically going through the whole list, like saying the exact same fucking thing again, saying all of it. And just before he started speaking like about it, he asked my mum like, what she expects him to say and it's wild to me that I was probably like eight years old and I remember this conversation I might have been a bit older but I remember this conversation and before she even started speaking I don't know what I was feeling I can't remember but I just what I do remember is being like like numb like overwhelmed so overwhelmed at that moment that I was numb and do you know what I did I stood up and I ran to the back of the classroom and like fucking Billy, like a puppy, I sat under my desk and I was like, I can't come out. Like, I'm just going to stay here. And I just sat there and I got like a giggle fit. Honestly, I think back to it and I'm like, you're a psycho. Like, that was really weird behavior. That's not normal. There's a child running and sitting under her desk at school and giggling like a psycho. And then I started crying afterwards. Is that not the weirdest thing? Like, even to this day, and I just think, poor Rosie, poor baby Rosie, like, she was, I was so overwhelmed, so overwhelmed because I knew exactly how this was going to go. I knew I was going to get in trouble. And I was just like, oh, I don't want this to happen. I was so overwhelmed in that situation that I literally couldn't function as a normal human in society and no one questioned a thing. Everyone, no, Literally no one questioned a thing. I have always naturally been really, really overexcited about things. So like if I was seeing a friend, whenever I see my friend, and to be honest, it's same, the same to this day, I see my friend and my heart literally like explodes and I'm like, ah, hello. Like I'm so like, excited and when I was younger my dad would always tell me to like calm down he'd be like stop like it's like you're embarrassing yourself like stop which I know sounds very toxic I don't think he meant it that way but it was tough you know so from a very young age I kind of just got forced to like mask it and it's very natural thing to do because the way that we operate as like a species we're very much about conforming to social standards and conforming to the social norms and my natural behaviors and my natural responses and reactions were very much not of the social norms and so of course people with ADHD mask of course you do because you think that how you feel and what you do and how you respond naturally is wrong you don't feel like it's right sorry that was really far away that mic just then but yeah so of course I did. And I really don't blame myself for it. I'm literally not embarrassed about it. Like I know I said a minute ago, like I'm embarrassed for younger Rosie. I'm really not embarrassed for her. I just, I, I'm seeing the funny side. Um, and I just think that it's mind blowing that no one picked up on it sooner. Now, the other part to finding out and getting diagnosed in your twenties, I feel like there's still a lot to come. So there's going to be a lot of conversations like this as I like go through things and I process. 
But there were some things going on the other day um, when I was listening to Psychology in Your 20s and it was with a girl called Ellie Mild something, Mildwell or something like that. And she was diagnosed with autism and ADHD in her 20s. So I was listening to this episode um, with this Ellie girl about being diagnosed in your 20s and she's been diagnosed with ADHD and autism. And she was talking about some stuff and it was honestly the most liberating thing I'd ever listened to. I had never heard of RSD before and I don't know if you guys know what it is. It means rejection sensitivity dysphoria disorder, one of those. And it basically is, you know, when you get rejected and it feels awful, it's that, but on steroids times a thousand where to the point where rejection honestly feels like probably the worst thing that could happen to you. Like it feels like a stab in the heart, a kick in the face. Like it just, like you feel it in your chest. I feel it in my chest. Some people feel it in like their stomachs or whatever, their heads. I feel it in my chest and it just feels like the most dull and horrible little, just like it's horrible. And I've always had a real problem with rejection and I've never known why. And a few years ago, tried to really understand the psychology behind why I have a fear of rejection and everything that I'd find would just talk about like oh you've obviously like experienced like severe rejection or maybe you've had rejection from your family and things like growing up that's why it cuts so deep blah blah blah. but that's not like my situation at all like that's that's not happened to me and so I never quite understood why I had such bad issues with rejection and it's to do with ADHD you feel so deeply and like I'm a very emotional person to the point where like Henry's literally just bought me flowers home today like out of nowhere wasn't expecting it didn't know I made a joke um earlier being like oh this guy's so beautiful today I hope he proposes but he comes in the door and he's like I've bought you flowers because they're the same color as the sky so fucking lovely and maybe if I wasn't in I'm recording a podcast right now mode that would have had a different reaction from me because on a different day that would have made me absolutely cry my eyes out and I know a lot of people will probably be saying you know what same like Yeah, like that, that would make me well up every now and again. No, it wouldn't make me well up. I would cry like ball because I'm so happy. And now that I'm even thinking about it, I feel a bit emotional. So it's weird because I've always had these little things that just crying, I'm crying, (laughs) I'm crying. So as equally as I am excited and hyperactive, I am emotional. And that also links to the RSD. I feel emotions really deeply and very like harshly. And so when it comes to rejection, like it's a rejection is a thing that's designed to hurt. We learned that with that episode with Zoe Mallet. It is designed to hurt because we we don't want to be rejected because our goal is to survive and to reproduce we don't want to feel rejected rejected because then we don't feel like we can achieve our goals anyways it hurts so much and now that I know there's been like what one thing that happened this week and I'm not going to get into it because I'm still like sensitive but one thing that's happened this week and I've been like, oh, fuck's sake, like rejected in the situation and then basically turned around and was like, do you know what? It's the RSD thing. That's why I feel this way. And I've just found so much comfort in that. It's just made me feel so much better. It's just kind of reassured me that I'm not fucking psycho, basically. And another thing that I've learned this week is about being a literal thinker. So I've always, I've never been able to, like if some, if my friend's acting a bit off, I've never been 
the first to be like, oh, are you okay? Like what's going on? My instant reaction, and I hate I hate this about myself, not hate, it's a bit strong. I don't like this about myself and I do want to change and improve this. But my initial reaction is literally to be like, what have I done wrong? I've done something wrong. Why are they being off with me? And I, again, really, really don't like that. Um, but it's because I'm a very literal thinker. So if I come into a situation where like my dad's really stressed out and he's being a bit of like a knob, he's being a bit snappy or whatever, I'm like, why is he treating me like that? Like, that's so mean, blah, blah, blah. And it's not until someone says to me, your dad has been going through a lot at work. He's had a really bad day. This has happened that I will be like, oh, okay, this isn't about me. This is something going on with him. It's not until someone literally tells me, literally, this is what's gone on, that I can be like, okay, I can take myself out of the equation and this is actually about something totally different. My immediate reaction won't be to think, oh, I hope that they're okay. Like, is something going on? Uh, It's very literal. It's very, what's going on in that second? It's not about everything else. And unless someone tells me otherwise, that's my like natural reaction my natural response it's something I actually do want to work on because I feel like you can't live your life expecting everyone to communicate everything with you to a T like you do need to understand other people um and have trust in your relationships which obviously with the relationships that I've had in the past is not natural for me um but yeah so it's been wild I was trying really hard to finish that before the camera died and it just died so we've got a cute little set change same place, different perspective. I was sitting over there a minute ago. Um, but yeah, so I've been finding it to be really liberating so far and really empowering. Like I'm really fucking really understanding myself now and these different situations and just finding out what's like natural for people with ADHD and applying it to my life. And like last night I was at an event and I just, it was one of those events where I just don't do well at these events where there's a lot of, sorry, Billy is barking her head off. She actually needs to calm down. It's really rude. Um, but she, oh, <laughs> at the event, there was a lot of people and just standing around in a room and there was no like, there was no like focus. There was not like a, uh, an activity that we we're all doing. We we're all just standing around chatting and talking and eating. And I found it really overwhelming and I didn't like it because I didn't have like a sense of focus or a sense of purpose to be there. I just felt like I was just in a room of loads of people. And before my real issue was that if I felt uncomfortable in a situation, I'd often, this may be really, I'm proud of myself, I'm really, really honest with myself and like calling my, my own flaws out here because I would just project that onto someone else and be like, that girl is not very nice. She's so stuck up, blah, 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 because I felt uncomfortable. But that's my problem. That is my fault. That is my responsibility. That is nothing on that other girl. And it was just how I felt in the situation. And I would like project that onto other people. And it's just not healthy. It's not nice. It's not good. And so it was great at that event last night to know that I get really overwhelmed in large groups of people. (laughs) Like I do. And I would just... And I just said to my friend, like, I am feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Like, can we stay maybe for a little bit? But do you want to just get a drink somewhere else and go? Um, and we did that. And I honestly, when we sat down, just the two of us, I came to life and I had a really great time and it was fantastic. But I felt so overwhelmed beforehand. And before that would have ruined my night. It would have really left a bad taste because I wouldn't have understood why. And I would have thought there was something wrong. Like, just, oh, I would have hated it. But now that I know I get overwhelmed in big groups of people, I just... 
it's like no hair off my back. I'm just like, oh, it's just, it was, I was just in that situation for a little bit. And then I moved on to the next situation, which was like one-on-one drinks in a cocktail bar. And it was lovely. So yeah, it's been great. Um, I really want to just like bring you guys on this adventure with me because I have no idea how this is going to go. So far, I'm loving it. <laughs> so far, I feel like it's the best thing that could have happened to me this year is being diagnosed and like finding out and going through this process. But yeah, I'm sure it's going to have its downs as much as it's going to have its ups. So just wanted to bring you guys along for the journey. And before we head off, I just want to mention, if you feel like you relate to any of this in some type of way, then do reach out, like do speak to me, please. Like I am here and I know it's hard to know who to talk to. So I'm really putting my hands up to be like, chat to me. I'm your big sis in this situation. I am here for you. Okay. Just talk to me. The other thing I think is really important to mention is that all of the studies and research that was done on ADHD um, up right up until 1993 was based on men and boys and how ADHD typically affects men versus and boys versus women is wildly different. And that's why so many women aren't diagnosed with ADHD until they're much older. And it's because they're now only starting to do real research into ADHD and figure out like how it affects different types of people not just men. There hasn't been an ounce of research done based on anyone in a minority, including women. So a lot of people are getting misdiagnosed. A lot of people aren't getting looked to and taken as seriously as they should. So if you are feeling any type of way about your situation, please know that. And that is why there is such a surge of people getting diagnosed right now, because now the information is becoming available. Now people are really starting to question things and going private and getting their assessments done properly so yeah anyways I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode I'm really proud of myself for not just doing a total ramble like I normally do like I felt like that was very to the point I'm very proud of myself um I hope you guys have a fabulous day ahead I don't know when you're listening if you're like a morning commuter or like afternoon commuter listener whatever um I hope you guys are listening I hope you guys enjoyed listening and I will see you next week for dilemmas with Henry on the 27th of December have a very merry Christmas and I will see you soon bye